0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, May fifteenth, 2008. I'm Caleb Brown. Real ID, the federal rules attempting to govern state-issued identification, is being dealt a series of blows from states that simply refuse to comply. I sat down with Mark Sanford, the governor of South Carolina. We spoke following last week's forum on Real ID.
1: No, we we have done a study on how much real ID would cost. Saskatchewan 116 million dollars, low end, 160 million, high end, uh, and that's a an immediate unfunded mandate of that cost. Then there's a cost in terms of people being stuck in in driver's license lines, as the lines would move up from about 15 minutes to two hours. And then there's a third cost in that a lot of the money that we presently get from Homeland Security they can go for the interoperability of different radio systems in the event that we get zapped by a hurricane, which we will in time, uh, we would lose on that basis as well. So we've looked at three different cuts at the apple in terms of cost. What I didn't look at was the commercial uh, uh, opportunities, if you want to call it that, and as a consequence, uh, political lobbying that's done to procure some of those commercial opportunities, uh, which is important but not really tied to my immediate world in South Carolina.
0: What discussions have you had with the uh, congressional delegation from South Carolina about REAL ID?
1: Lengthy. Um, You know, I've mailed all of them. I've, uh, you know, copied them on the correspondence to Homeland Security. Um, Everybody's vantage point is at times driven from where they sit, and folks, you know, at the federal level don't worry as much about unfunded mandates as I do. But if you have a balanced budget requirement, which we do at the state level, and somebody says, hey, tell you what. Would you mind coming up with another $116 million? You tend to react somewhat violently and say, yeah, like where? Where am I supposed to get this $116 million? You want me to raise taxes or you want me to cut a benefit? Which benefit do you want me to cut? And Washington at that point gets very, very silent. So I've had conversations, um, they, uh, I get different levels of response. Um, But for instance, I got a very nice note from Sue Myrick the other day, who I had served with in Congress, saying I very much support where you're coming from, because not only have I been in conversation with our own congressional delegation, I've been in conversation with obviously old colleagues from my days when I was in Congress.
0: The federal government also isn't all that concerned with issues of federalism as states might be.
1: Yeah, because uh, uh, we've had a growing federal government. Really, since the beginning of the republic, but in mass, since you know, about call it 1915 or thereabouts, um, and um, it's really getting to the tipping point in um, in the degree of vo- uh, the degree of voice that states do have on things that they overwhelmingly pay for, and I think that's why there's been the backlash that you've seen with state legislature after state legislature after state legislature passing referendums or outright bills prohibiting or voicing their opinion against real id Uh, and that's true with the republicans it's true with democrats it's not been a partisan issue it has been really about this larger issue of Are the feds completely taken over what about our voice because we care about homeland security too but there may be five different ways of
0: getting there senator tester talked about, the, and you as well, talked about the difference between having data in 50 separate databases controlled by states under the control of somebody that you probably work closely with and turning it over to the the federal government. What's the concern there? Uh, the history of data security at the federal
1: level has never been particularly good. Whether it's losing 40,000 data files with VA employees, whether it's allowing board bureaucrats to get into the three presidential, uh, uh, remaining presidential uh, contenders, passport files, whether it's with a teenage hacker getting into a, pe- in a Pentagon data file, um, you know, t- t- to air really is human. And what we've seen over time is that, uh, you know, like it or not, uh, creative, imaginative, uh, at times destructive people from around the world uh, will make what's going on in Washington DC or that which Washington does their target. So if you've got one-stop shopping for every uh, computer hacker out there in the world, we think that there's a whole lot less in the way of security than if you have it spread across 50 different spots.
0: What has been the response from groups within South Carolina about the consequences of not being compliant with Real ID?
1: Uh, I think as people have come to learn more, they've been increasingly comfortable with our position. Um, there are a lot of folks, that, you know, as with any bell curve, that fall into the Gibbons notion of, look, give me security. I don't really care that much about freedom. As long as I can take my comfortable trip to Disney World and my trip to see my in-laws uh, out in California and I don't get hassled in an airplane, that's all I care. Um, you have a, a group that fit in that range. But I think you got a lot of people who were very fired up about it, which is reflected in, at least in part in the fact that both the Senate and the House drew up resolutions that barred the, uh, the, this administration from participating in REAL ID. You know, if something works its way all the way through the political system, and and you have uh, outright passage of House and Senate bills that was ultimately signed by me. Uh, saying you can't participate in this, it says there are a lot of people who care very much about
0: this issue. Is there any any pointed, specific response that you've gotten from your uh, constituents, from individuals?
1: No, you get two different responses. Uh, You get, boy, keep on keeping on. This is a huge deal. You really need to fight it. Um, I'm so happy that you are. Uh, And you get, uh, look, why don't you just get along... um, Seems like you're, uh, you know, fighting with the federal government. You you left that place. You don't need to be fighting with them anymore. You can reserve your fights for down here in South Carolina. I, I learned a long time ago that uh, you, you're never going to make everybody happy in the political process. And if you're trying to do so, uh, you're being political, but you, at, at the end of the day, not standing for much of anything. And so, you know, I, I think what you want to do, and I spent a lot of time moving around the state, is get as best a take as you can come up with on where people are and wh- wh- what they believe on a given area, and if um, uh, at all possible you represent that viewpoint. The only time in which you don't is if it's in complete contrast to the promises that you made in getting into office, where you say, look, if you elect me, here are four things I'm going to work on. Now, if it's counter those four things, you sort of pre advertised where you are on that, and you know, whim may swim one direction or the other, but you've got to stay true to your word on, on the promises that you made. So. I think this is one of those issues where I had made promises one way or the other. It's not part of the conversation that came up in the campaign. I tried to get a sense of where people are coming from, and it's my belief that the majority of South Carolinians and, frankly, the majority of Americans believe very strongly that an idea uh, as significant as the national ID card should be debated, not dictated, from Washington, D.C. They think that unfunded mandates have gone way, way too far, and they think that... um, you know this notion of civil liberty is something that's important to the larger mix of, 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 of liberty versus government that, that ultimately is at the end of the day determinant of, of, of the real equation that we'll have or keep with regard to homeland security. Homeland security, in other words, liberty is our greatest homeland security. And I think it's always important to look at the balance to make sure that we're in balance because
0: if we get out of balance we can lose a whole lot. South Carolina has been, would you say, penalized for enhancing the security of its own license or uh, getting no credit for it?
1: Uh, Time will be the judge. You you could argue that states that have been very progressive with regard to data security, which South Carolina has, and we were viewed as 90% compliant by Homeland Security. The only thing we, we were not compliant with was... We were not permanently warehousing data that we didn't think should be permanently warehoused. And we were not ready to send it to a central repository, which is basically what Real ID calls for. But outside of those two things, we were materially compliant on every front and well ahead of what would be the projected implementation schedule of Homeland Security. And so you could say, yeah, states that have gone out and spent the money and time and effort and put in place the systems to be that far out in in the front in essence, get penalized if they come up with Homeland Security uh, funds to reward people who've been the laggards in in the equation. So in that regard, you could say South Carolina would be penalized. And I think that every state out there uh, is looking at some degree of penalty if you come up with a narrow scope of of the ways in which things will be done. You know, Patton years ago said, if you tell a soldier to take a hill, leave it at that. Tell him to take the hill. That's the objective. Don't tell them how to take the hill. And what the federal government's attempting to do with Real ID is not just say, we want security, but to be very prescriptive in saying, here's the way in which you will do so. And in fact, you could have 50 different experiments with getting to the same level of security, same level of outcome, uh, and some of those ways may be much less costly than the prescriptive route that the federal government's imposing.
0: Mark Sanford is the governor of South Carolina. We spoke following last week's policy forum on Real ID, which you can view in its entirety at Cato.org.